0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Welcome into the Friday edition of The Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you guys are with me. Running solo today, we've Run into a little bit of problems uh, this week, but that's okay. Everything will be back to normal, hopefully, come Monday, talking Ole Miss and Austin P, And hopefully, just for a little bit, until we uh, turn the page, Bob Seeger style towards Tulane. And then the bye week, and then Alabama. Things are going to get a lot more exciting around here, no doubt about that. But glad you guys are with me. This is going to be a bit of a shorter one, of course. Number one, without Steven. Two... Because it's Austin P. I do have a few things, though, that I'm looking for this weekend. There's really not a whole lot that you can take away from games like this, but there's a handful, and I'm going to give those to you today. First, I want to remind you, the podcast brought to you by absms.com. That's the website, Advantage Business Systems. Absms.com is the website. It's an office technology solution company. They started in Jackson, but they now service the entire state of Mississippi. So if you are a business or you are a decision maker at your business. When it comes to office technology solutions, uh, ABS has you covered. Check out the website. See what they offer. It's things like copiers and printers and mail machines and stuff like that, voiceover IP phones, cloud storage, data security. And uh, if you reach out to ABS and tell them we sent you, you get a complimentary office technology assessment. So check them out. ABSMS.com is the website for all of your office technology needs also LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue there in Oxford the weather is beautiful this weekend you gotta do something on the grill you you got to with weather this good you can't not get behind the grill and get that started at LB's tell Greg and the good people there that we sent you when you go it is the best place in Mississippi to get your meat all right so a few things that I'm watching for with this with this game against Austin P now here's the thing well, first of all, just a quick note on Austin P. Uh, they are going to go fast. If you think Old Miss's offense tries to move fast and snap the football fast, which is kind of a um, inconsistent thing in a good way. Sometimes they'll do it; sometimes they won't. Just depends on personnel and matchups and stuff like that. Austin P. is we're going to go fast. Uh, Richard is actually calling the game for the SEC Network Plus, Plus in, in his meeting with Scotty Walden, apparently. Uh, Walden told him, which is the coast coach at Austin P., youngest coach in the FBS, by the way, or um, not in the FBS, in college football, because they're not an FBS team. And all of college football, he's 31 years old, uh, the head coach at Austin P., they will have stopwatches out at practice. And if they don't get the ball snapped within 12 seconds of the previous play ending, they will stop practice and do up downs for the entire team. So that's the kind of speed that this offense is going to go with. So, you know, you guys are going to love it. Those of you that are uh, actually going to the game, and based on ticket sales, it's not all that many. I understand. I'm not going to fan shame. I get it. I certainly do. I know they've been pushing really hard to get ticket sales out there. It's just not the landscape anymore. Like, sorry, Lane. It's just not, man. It's not. Um Alabama is not going to sell out their stadium this weekend. So you can't expect you guys to do the same. Anyway, if you're going to the game, uh, nothing like an FCS opponent making the the length of game longer. And I'm not talking about time on the clock. It's all the same. But you could be looking at a four-hour football game if they do that the entire time. It's just... uh, uh, Anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about. Just not... um, Not conducive to good viewership when you've got an FCS versus FBS matchup. One that is this um, stark in quality of team. And then one of them is going to try to go as fast as humanly possible and really make that game take forever. So enjoy that. You have that to look forward to when you go on Saturday night. But a few things that I'm actually looking forward to. Uh, The first one is... Defensive intensity early. I'm not going to hold it against them after they put the third stringers in, if they give up some yards and whatnot. But the thing that makes Nick Saban the best, kind of ridiculous, but also the best, is the press conference he had earlier this week with Mercer. I don't know if you guys heard it. It's worth watching. I mean, he is just furious with his team because they didn't practice sharply on Monday. They didn't practice particularly well And he's mad that they're not taking the opponent seriously. And he's mad because they've really only played a half of great football. They kind of cruised in the second half against Miami. And he's mad. And he brought up the rat poison term and he did all that stuff. I mean, that's what Nick Saban did uh, this week. I don't want Lane Kiffin to morph into Nick Saban, although using some of his qualities is something that Kiffin's prided himself on. It's working. Looks good. Programs in good shape and all that. But does Ole Miss come out on Saturday and play with a defensive intensity like they're taking Austin P seriously? That's something I'm I'm looking for. No, it, I mean, they will be completely overmatched with Austin P. But will Ole Miss have an Alabama-like approach to this game where they took their opponent seriously they practiced well, they came out ready to play, and they slammed the door early against a team that you should be dominant over. Can they have that same mentality? That's something I'm looking for. I mean, Ole Miss teams of recent past didn't exactly have great success against FCS opponents. I mean, struggled a little bit, in part because Ole Miss was poorly coached, but this is the first time we get to see Elaine Lane Kiffin coached Ole Miss team play a super inferior opponent. So will they come out and look like Alabama will against Mercer on Saturday? Focused, prepared, ready to go, slam the door early, and then if the third stringers give up some points later on in the game, whatever. But will the the guys that are going to play every Saturday, will they be focused, intense, and play like they took the game seriously and take care of business the way Nick Saban's Alabama teams do? That's something that I'm uh, keeping an eye on. For sure, Mark Robinson. Mark Robinson is the second one. Although you hope that he doesn't play the entire game, because if the starters are playing the entire game, something really, really, really uh, went wrong. But he got kicked out of the game so early against Louisville. You didn't get to see a full Mark Robinson. And yes, it's Austin P. I know. I mean, it's it's Austin P. So he could look great and have thirty tackles, and it still wouldn't be the best gauge in the world. But he looked the part. I mean, he looked fast. He looked like a good tackler. He looked like he wanted to be physical. And yes, I'm aware it got him kicked out of the game, but that was unjust. I want to see what the running back convert from Simo looks like with more snaps at linebacker. Because I really loved what I saw in a tiny, tiny sample size. Also, Tywin Malone. Lane Kiffin said this week they're hoping to get him back. I would like to see what he's able to look like against an inferior opponent or anybody at all. I just want to see him play. He was a big-time recruit, big pickup. I want to see you know, what he looks like, and this is a perfect game to kind of get his feet wet into college football. The transition from high school, as you guys know, is a pretty dramatic one. Uh, and then the, the young guys in the secondary. Ole Miss recruited, what, eight? Defensive backs or safeties in the last recruiting class, they're probably going to get a lot of run, would like to see what they are able uh, to do. So on defense, it's intensity and focus the way a Nick Saban team would. Uh, It's Mark Robinson. I'm really curious to see what he looks like, uh, given a full games with quotes around it worth of snaps. And then some of the young guys in the secondary. I want to see how much they flash, although against an inferior opponent. Offensively, there's nothing that Ole Miss can do that uh, I could take away from, at least the starters. I mean, Matt Corral is brilliant. We all know that already. Uh, The offensive line needs to run block better, but I'm more curious to see what that looks like next week as opposed to against Austin Peay. Uh, You know, there's nothing really this offense can do that you can take away from because you already know what they are, and they're already great. Uh, Backup quarterbacks is at least interesting Although I know some people are going to draw Too much conclusion At least I think they will I'm anticipating takes before they happen I think people will look too far into Who comes off the bench first And then how they play What happens tomorrow To me Will have no bearing whatsoever On next year's quarterback situation I, I really just don't I don't see that. It won't make a difference to me. We're going to get a good look in game action of Ken K. Dent and Luke Altmaier, and then the transfer from Western Kentucky. Maybe he'll play. I mean, who knows? Uh, if Matt Crawl got hurt, I have no idea who would play. But I don't think this game is going to be the indicator of that. I could be wrong. I just I don't know. It again, it's Austin P. It's Austin P. I, I don't know, but I'm at least going to be watching them with intent to see how they look and things of uh, of that nature. I just don't think it carries over much into next year's quarterback battle. Maybe we'll get a good idea of who would replace Corral if knock on wood, God forbid he gets hurt, but anything future-based, I- I'm not going to take anything away from this game at all as to who looks like the quarterback of the future. If I had to guess, the quarterback that starts at Ole Miss next year is I would give you a better than 50-50 chance that it's coming from somewhere else. But that's just me. I'm thinking out loud. I've just assumed that they're going to find somebody in the portal. There's going to be some extremely talented quarterbacks in the portal after this season. And I suspect they're at least going to give really hard looks at at the guys in there. Anyway, doesn't matter. But offensively, there's nothing Ole Miss can show. There's nothing they can prove or anything that I would take away from this game. The last thing is the most important thing, injuries. Just avoid injuries, knock on wood, hopefully none of them happen. That's really the most important thing is they go into this game, they play, they win comfortably, and they get out without anybody hurt. Matt Corral, slide earlier, slide earlier, do not take any hits. Uh, I, I would love for him to not be touched by an Austin P. defender all game, That's really what it comes down to, injuries. Can you get out of this game healthy? And that's really the most important thing. And everything else that I just mentioned before this is secondary and then some. Get in with a win. Get out healthy. And there are some people that might read too much into the crowd. I would not. Welcome to college football of today. Like I said earlier, I know Lane Kiffin is really calling for a good crowd. He's not going to get it. It's not an Ole Miss problem. It's a college football problem and uh you just you hope Keith Carter and the people there are drawing attention to the empty stadiums all around the country where he won't think it's just an old miss problem because it's not just an old miss problem it's not going to be a good crowd i understand why not i live in madison it would cost me hundreds of dollars to take my wife and my son to this game when you factor in Tickets, which are cheap right now and available, but gas, food, all that stuff, going up there to watch a game like this, that's just a lot of money, and the pandemic taught people that they save money and enjoy the experience at home. It's a shame. We'll talk about attendance and stuff and stadium projects at a later date. You guys already know kind of why it's happening anyway. A lot of you probably fall into that mold of people who used to go that don't as much anymore. So, anyway... Won't be a good crowd. That's college football today, and that's okay. Next week, I suspect it'll be much better, like fifty to 55,000, which would be a very nice crowd for a game like Tulane. So, anyway. So there's some things to take away this weekend for whatever that's worth to you. It's Austin P. This game shouldn't be close. It shouldn't be consequential at all unless, knock on wood, knock on wood, football gods, please, nobody get hurt. That's it. Everything else is just kind of secondary or with a massive caveat. But enjoy yourselves. Hope you guys enjoy the growth for the first time in over a year. You should. You should. You only get seven of them. You might as well go and uh, and enjoy yourselves and enjoy the win and enjoy what your football program is, which is fun right now. So y'all have a great weekend. Stephen will be back with us on on Monday. He's okay. Don't worry, guys. He's okay. Okay. Um, we just we could not uh, we could not record this week. Some stuff came up. Glad to be with you, though, and he'll be back with us on Monday. So y'all have a great weekend. Enjoy your game. We'll get a little bit more serious next week, and then SEC play begins after a bye week. Y'all have a good weekend. We'll talk to you soon. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.